What up, what up, what up? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'm Justin Michael. We're talking all things CSU Rams today. It's a crazy weekend. We've got women's hoops. We've got men's hoops. We've got football. We've got more hoops. It's going to be a lot of fun. I look forward to creating content on all of it. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners, though. With prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that. Make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know exactly how stressful it can be trying to buy a house right now. I mean, especially in Colorado, the the housing market out here is just absolutely crazy. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off of your plate. They're just going to alleviate so much stress and, and help you deal with some of that worry. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want every step of the way. And Mike and Virginia will take the burden off of folks so they can focus on their home being a home, not just a house. They have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. Or again, visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. All right. First things first, we have the women's team taking on Northern Colorado at home Friday. It's another doubleheader at Moby Arena. These are awesome. It's a, it's a great opportunity for the fans to check out both games. After a 77-42 victory over Colorado Christian on Tuesday, head coach Ryan Williams had this to say. Tuesday was spectacular for our program, the men's program, and our fans in general inside Moby Arena. The atmosphere inside the arena was a reminder of how much it was truly missed over the course of last season. In the game, we saw moments that our team really developed. We also saw lulls in situations we need to iron out, which is par for the course this early in the season. The team did answer the challenge brought on by the coaching staff of working the ball around, finding the best shot. We had over 20 assists, and we were getting better opportunities the more we moved the ball. If you listened the other night, I actually talked about the athleticism of this roster and just how many different people that they can beat you with, and that was definitely on display in this one. I mean, it was kind of similar to the men's game in, in a sense where you had your superstar and McKenna Hofschild, you know, have a relatively quiet night. She was a great distributor. She was out there facilitating, played really well defensively, you know, but she wasn't her typical aggressive self looking to score. I actually want to see her get more aggressive. Um, and, and she has an opportunity in this one against UNC. They're coming off of a 71-41 loss at Arizona State. They beat Regis in an exhibition last Thursday before that. They have five letter winners that return from their roster. Three of those are starters. Last year, UNC finished 14 and 12. They went 12 and 7 in the big sky. They they do have a new head coach, though, in Kristen uh, Matteo. Ryan Williams had this to say on her. No matter the season, the location, or the time of year, this game will always be a battle. It is the closest rivalry distance-wise for both teams. Coach Matteo brings a winning culture and mentality to the program that we as a staff and a team need to be ready from the tip. Again, if you missed that game on Tuesday night, the offense was really playing well. Uh, true freshman Anna Prim really stood out. She actually led the team in scoring with 14 points. She had four threes in the game. 
That is the most by a freshman in a season opener since 2017. Most trades from a frosh in the Ryan Williams era. So she looks to be a real sharpshooter and the Rams are going to need it. You know, they're, they're not the biggest team. They don't have a ton of length, especially when you, you know, watch some of the big time women's basketball programs. You can just kind of see the difference in height. But they do have a lot of people that can beat you from deep. And, and that's what's encouraging. Last year, they had the 16th best scoring offense in the country. You know, they're kind of hoping to build off of that and and take it to the next level this season. Hofshield and Callie Clark are actually the only starters that returned from last year, but they do return seven players, including Carly Murphy and Sydney Meck. Uh, they combined to start 12 games last year, so it, it's not like they're they're super inexperienced or anything like that. But what's really crazy is is prior to the opener, no CSU player on that team had ever played at Moby Arena in front of fans because you had, you know, Hofschild transfer in last year. Clark was a freshman last year. That's just absolutely insane. I guess technically there was one that's Kendall Kinzer, but it it's, doesn't exactly apply because she's a junior that transferred in from Fresno State. So the last time she played at Moby in front of fans, she was on the other team. Just, just kind of a, a weird quirk. We're going to see stuff like that throughout this year. Uh, just briefly going over the series history, CSU leads the all-time series against Northern Colorado 24-13. to They're 14-5 and against the Bears in Fort Collins, only 9-8 and against them in Greeley. 1-0 at a neutral site. CSU is currently 1-0, I guess. I mean, they won the last meeting 75-58. That was November 8th, 2020. The largest margin of victory was 34 back in 1980. The largest margin of defeat for CSU was 27 back in 1975. Ryan Williams is 6-2 and two against Northern Colorado in his tenure. All right, just a reminder, if you are looking to watch the women's team in action on Friday evening, you can do so via csurams.com or the Mountain West Network. You can also watch it after the game. They have an archive, which is really cool. You can go back and, and watch previous games. Let's dive into the men's team before we talk about the Air Force game. The men's team, they are 1-0, obviously beat the brakes off of Oral Roberts Tuesday night. And again, you know, I, I made it pretty clear on that podcast. This Oral Roberts team, they're they're a little bit overhyped. Azemus is a stud. He's one of the best scorers in the country. That dude's a baller. But that team last year, you know, they were they were 500. And they got hot at the right time, and that kind of happens. But I just I tend to believe you are who you are over the course of a four month season, more so than you know if you got hot or got cold even at the NCAA tournament. You could have a great year, and you just have an off night in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Does that make the whole season a bust? In my opinion, no. To some, maybe. Regardless, that team that ended up making the Sweet Sixteen, they obviously have one of the best players. It, it was a good win for CSU, just because. People around the country respect Oral Roberts after what they did last year. And even if they are slightly overhyped, you know, slightly overrated, that's fine because it, it's good for CSU. It's good for the Rams brand. And I am totally fine with that. Arkansas Pine Bluff, they're coming off a year in which they finished 4-21. and They went 3-12, and finished ninth overall in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. I will say... They play a brutal schedule every year. They're one of those teams where they're just everyone's buy game. So they're battle-tested. This year, they did a little bit better job of spacing it out and, and maybe giving themselves a couple of wins last year. Their schedule was absolutely absurd. This year, they opened at Creighton. Now they play the Rams, and then they go to Wyoming. 
later in their non-conference slate, they are going to travel to Iowa State, Baylor, and Texas as well. So still a, a really tough schedule. It's just what those smaller schools have to do. You know, it's it's a tough way to, to get baptized by fire, but it, it's a good way to make money, obviously, and and finance your basketball team. Last year, they scored 61 points a game. They allowed 77. There are two leading scores left. There's a, there's a ton of roster turnover in general, but that makes sense because they have a new head coach, Solomon Bozeman. He is a 33-year-old first-time head coach at the D1 level, a veteran assistant, was an assistant actually at Oral Roberts the past three years, so he was a part of that NCAA tournament run last spring. He spent two years at Arkansas Little Rock, a school that CSU fans should be familiar with, played them a couple times over the years. And he also helped Joe Golding build up Abilene Christian. They're one of those small schools that always can make some noise in the NCAA tournament, especially if they're able to sneak in. So he's he's worked for a lot of successful, you know, yeah, low majors, mid majors, whatever you want to call them. He was also a three-year starter at Arkansas Little Rock back in the day. Ultimately played in the then titled D League. Now it's called the G League. So he's an experienced guy. I mean, he's been around a lot of ex- uh, a lot of successful programs. He obviously played at a high level. You know, not quite an NBA guy, but he he got close. Probably could have played overseas if he didn't go into coaching. And I mean, it's one game, so obviously you you can't buy into it too much. But the early indications are he he has this group more competitive than they were last year. Again, I know it's only one game, but it is what it is. They lost to Creighton 90 to 77 in the season opener. That's a that's a respectable loss against a, a perennial tournament team. I didn't get to watch all of that game, but I did see some of it. And I mean that what really stands out is is Trey Sampson, obviously, the Northeastern transfer. That dude's a freak. Six foot nine forward. He had 29 points on 10 of 18 from the floor, had 10 rebounds, two assists. Four steals, a block. He hit a couple of threes. I mean, he was doing it all against a good team. When you, I, I, I think it's kind of crazy to say it, but as good as Tanjay was in this last game, and, and he was incredible, I kind of expect CSU to go back to a more traditional lineup in this one and, and start Deshaun Thomas or James Moores just because this UAPB team, they, they have a lot of length six foot eight, six foot nine, six foot six, you know. That's a bigger team than what they faced in against Oral Roberts. I think deceptively, this game is is going to be a, a challenge. You know, it, it's one where the Rams are going to be expected to win, and, and the spread on this game is insanely high. You know, I I think it'll probably be tighter than people are expecting. Obviously, if you come out and you score the way that you did in the last one, maybe not. But yeah, the last team these two teams played was back in 2018. CSU jumped out to a 19 point halftime lead. Ended up winning 92 to 67. So maybe, I mean, they blew them out in 2018, and that 2018 team was not good. That 2018 team also didn't have Trey Sampson. Uh, so far, the Rams lead the all time series 3 0, chance to go 4 0. And more importantly, just a chance to keep the positive momentum rolling. You know, right now, you, you have the nation's attention. You didn't just beat Oral Roberts, you beat them decisively. You made a statement. You know, beating Purdue State on Sunday. That that's not going to do anything for your reputation. The only thing it can it can do is hurt it if you somehow you know blow that game or it ends up being way tighter than it should be. 
you know, unfortunately, beating beating this team isn't going to do a, a ton for your reputation either. But it, it's just one of those little things. You know, you, you're playing a really difficult non-conference schedule. You can't afford to lose these type of games. Again, I, I do think it'll be tighter than most people expect. I think this team has length. They've got a, a lot of different guys that can beat you. And Samson, man, that guy is an animal. And And what I love about these games is they're just so valuable, especially for the younger guys. You know, Adam Thistlewood, Kendall Moore, Roddy, Stevens, those guys, they're they're ready for the moment. You know what you're gonna get out of them. They have played so many minutes together. And and I think that even applies to guys like Deshaun Thomas and, and James Moores and Tanjay at this point as well. These are experienced hoopers. They played in the system for multiple years. They played together, which is, is really rare in college basketball, the continuity factor. But for guys like Isaiah Rivera, Jalen Lake. These games are so, so valuable. Even Chandler Jacobs, who's played a ton of minutes in his career, but's obviously new in town. It's just a chance to get your feet under you, to, to get comfortable with the guys next to you. You know, how are you going to react if a guy cuts this way? What are you going to do in certain situations on the fast break? It's it's just that familiarity factor. And I think, you know, come March, this is going to be so freaking good. I, I It's going to be hard for me to temper my expectations this year. I, I thought about basketball all summer long. You know, I just, oh man, I can't wait to see this Rams team back. I think everybody's in a similar position, you know? you. It's not just like, I hope we make the NCAA tournament. It's we expect to make the NCAA tournament and potentially even make some noise in it. That's a fun place to be. It also leaves room for the letdown opportunity. And, you know, college basketball seasons are crazy. You, you never know what's going to happen. I will say, I, I just trust this roster. It's not just that they're talented, it's the character of this team and the coaching. They've honestly earned our trust at this point. It's the complete opposite of CSU football. They've, they've done it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how the Rams build off of that great game against Oral Roberts. I doubt the crowd will be quite as full on Friday night. Hopefully still a decent one. I mean, what else are you going to do? But it is a later start at 8, and you know the students probably want to go party. I guess we'll see. Anyways, big game for the Rams. Let's, uh, let's transition into football. And, and speaking of football, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. New and existing customers can also get some skin in the game with the same game parlay, which allows you to combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Bet $1 on either team to score, win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With the promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Speaking of DraftKings, it's time to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. San Jose State coming off a win. They got Nick Starkle back in the lineup. They are actually four and a half point favorites against Utah State, which is a little surprising to me. I mean, I know they got Starkle back, but... Just from what we've seen with them over the course of this year, I like Utah State's explosiveness a whole lot more. Because of that, I'm actually taking the money line at plus 165. I just think there's good value. Uh, I'll be honest, considered 
considered throwing Air Force in this as the DraftKings pick of the week just because, I mean, does anybody feel like they're going to be able to stop that triple option offense? But that feels sacrilegious, so we're going with Utah State to beat a, a middling, mediocre San Jose State team. Lock it in. All right, we're going to dive into the Air Force matchup here in just a sec, but I do want to shout out the homies over at Saturday Neon. Saturday Neon designs and manufactures officially licensed collegiate logo LED neon signs, just like the one I had on set in my CSU basketball preview. That thing is glorious. This company was started by two Buff alums, former college roommates. It, you know, gross, but they are a local company. They're Denver-based, and they've been really great to us. Like I said, this CSU sign is awesome. If you use the code DNVR, you're going to get 10% off your purchase, which is super clutch. Obviously, the holiday season's coming up. You're going to get free shipping as well. It comes with a dimmer remote so that you can set, you know, various brightness and flashing modes. Allie and I were messing around with this in the studio. It is really cool. It's easy to mount and includes all the necessary mounting hardware. And it looks awesome anywhere. If you're a Buffs or a Rams fan, likely a Rams fan if you're listening to this podcast, this product is for you. And what's really cool is it uses LED neon, not glass neon, so it's not super heavy. It's more durable. I'm telling you, there is nothing on the market that compares to what Saturday Neon is producing right now. Illuminate your game day experience or complete the game day setup. Use the code DNVR for 10% off your purchase. That's DNVR for 10% off this incredible LED sign. You're not going to be disappointed. Go get one for your man cave, your living room. Shoot, you know, put one in your bathroom like a like a nightlight, like it's the movie Big Daddy. These things are awesome. You're going to love it. Shout out Saturday Neon. Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about the Air Force game. There's no putting it off any longer. This is a, a matchup that is just... It's It's been a nightmare for the Rams over the year. Troy Calhoun absolutely owns CSU. They're 12-3 and against the Rams in the last 15. There, there were some close ones. Obviously, you know, the 2016 thriller comes to mind. The Rams should have won that game. I mean, there was a crazy penalty that flipped the whole thing. But again, I mean, if you give up 49 points, you, you can't really complain. You know, you had plenty of opportunities to stop the Falcons. They are coming off of a loss to a, a really good Army team. But this is a Falcons team that's just... They run the hell out of the football. You know, they run for about 300 yards a game, a couple of touchdowns on the ground. CSU, they're 0-2 this year in games in which they've allowed more than one rushing t- touchdown. That's actually only happened twice, South Dakota State, and then, you know, last week. What's really impressive about Air Force is how good they are defensively. I mean, they only allow 17 points a game. That's the 12th best scoring defense in the entire country. They hold their opponents to about 285 total yards of offense. Anytime you can hold a team under 300 total yards of offense, you're going to have a good chance to win, especially when you're going for 400 yards yourself. I mean, there's there's just not any area. They average about 16 more plays, about 110 more yards, about a half yard per play more than their opponents. They average about 10 yards more on the ground than they give up. It's It's just one of those where they wear you down. They use all four downs. I mean, this... This is really a nightmare matchup any season, but for a Rams team that's just completely hobbled at linebacker, I I don't foresee it going well. Obviously, I mean, they could always shock us, but this it just feels like wishful thinking at this point. I mean, this Air Force team, they, they kind of do whatever they want to, you know? A lot of fun to watch if you're an Air Force fan. It's 
makes you want to pull your hair out if you're going against them. And I don't know. I just, it, it doesn't feel like even CSU is very confident in this, especially with the way, you know, Adazio is, you know, just hammering up the, the injury factor. And, and I'm not trying to be dismissive. I mean, that would obviously be a big factor against the run. They, they got gashed against Wyoming. You could see they had gap issues, but I mean, everybody has injuries at this time. That's, that's just part of football. I guess, you know, we'll just have to see how this injured defense can hold up, how disciplined can you be? Because that's that's really all option football is or defending option football. It's just staying really sound, you know, making sure that you stop the dive, make sure you stop the pitch, make sure you don't give up any counters. It's if you do it perfectly, I mean, they're still going to get theirs every now and then. But the, the big thing is just just make them really work for it. Make them go four downs every single time. And eventually you can probably get a stop where they really beat people is when they start breaking 15, 20-yard runs. You know, maybe they break a 60-yard touchdown run, and then all of a sudden you're kind of on your heels, and then they hit a play-action throw. It's just one of those, if you can make them drive the entire length of the field, that's kind of what Army did last time, you're going to have a shot. But if you're giving up those big explosive runs, you know, you gave up multiple 40-plus-yard runs to Levi Williams, an 87-yard run to Titus Swen last week. If you do that against Air Force, they are going to kick your ass. They have five different players that have run for more than 200 yards this season. Brad Roberts is the main guy. He has 913 rushing yards and eight touchdowns, but the quarterback, Kazeek Daniels, has 622 yards and nine rushing touchdowns. Micah Davis has 581 yards and six touchdowns. Emmanuel Michael has 233 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Dane Kinnaman has five touchdowns and 153 yards. I mean, they have so many different guys. They just... Plug and play. This guy's not working. Let's try this guy. This guy's not working. Let's try that. Pitch isn't working. Let's try some dives. Like they're just relentless with their approach. They don't abandon it unless they're down big. And I honestly think as as tough as it is to defend Air Force, what's underrated about facing them is the pressure that they put on your offense because they're able to run so many more plays than you because they're able to completely control time of possession. It makes it imperative for you to score basically every single possession, you know? And if they're scoring touchdowns, you have to score touchdowns. That's obviously been a problem for CSU. You know, the, the only ways you can, the only consistent recipes for success against Air Force are getting up big, obviously, and kind of forcing them to pass. Or it's controlling possession yourself. And I imagine that's the approach that Adazio is going to go with. He mentioned that he felt like CSU abandoned the run game too early against Wyoming. I know Ram fans aren't going to love to hear that. I actually do think he was right. Um, that opening drive in the second half, they ran the ball down their throats. Now, obviously, they got down to the red zone and their offensive firepower disappears like Cinderella, like it has all season. But I mean, we haven't seen CSU like throttle somebody offensively for four quarters once this year. The closest was San Jose State, where for about three quarters they did it. Against Vandy, about two and a half quarters they did it. But four quarters, it hasn't happened yet. So I, I do think it's going to have to be one of those games, kind of like Toledo, where the defense plays really well and, and you're able to, to lean on the ground game, whether that's David Bailey. I would like to see Jalen Thomas get more touches. He's been so effective in you know his limited opportunity this year. Like, you know, you're, you're going to have to dictate possession a little bit. Obviously, if, if you're on the field, you keep Air Force's option offense off of it and you give your defense where the depth is questionable at the moment, you know, some very important rest. Just, you know, keeping it honest with you guys, I, I don't feel very good about CSU's chances. I 
I honestly think CSU doesn't feel very good about their chances. Not the players in the locker room, but we we saw them we saw them decide to switch the state pride game from this week to Nevada. And I I don't have any inside information. This is, you know, I I don't know if this is the reason that they did it. But the first thing that I thought of is, well, they expect to already not be able to to reach a bowl game for senior day. And they think there's going to be nobody for, you know, there's going to be nobody in the crowd for that Nevada game. It's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Students aren't going to be on campus. It's a night game. It's going to be cold. If CSU, you know, if they lose to Air Force or Hawaii and they can't make a bowl, who's going to go to that game? Nobody. So that's my conspiracy theory on the situation. But hopefully the Rams will prove us wrong. I mean, you know, they, they've proven us wrong a couple of times, I'd say. The, the instances in which we gave up on them were kind of the times they came back and shocked us. You know, after the Vanderbilt game, we think, oh, this season's over. They go on the road and beat Toledo. Now, obviously, Toledo's not as good as I was expecting coming in, but it's still a big-time road win, especially after losing a pair of home games to start the year. Then you go to Iowa. You compete really well, but you blow it, and, you know, you're, you're kind of feeling a little bit down, and then Centeno responds with his best game of the season against San Jose State. They follow it up with the best defensive performance of the season against New Mexico. It's been just a brutal month between Utah State and Boise State and Wyoming. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of the 2017 season. But maybe this Rams team's got one more surprise up their sleeve. You know, maybe. They've got enough veterans. You know they're going to play hard. This team isn't going to lay down. I just, I I hope they can pull out a win, keep the season interesting for at least another week. That, that trip to Hawaii is still going to be tough. But, hey, maybe you can win these two, and then all of a sudden... Senior day matters a whole lot. I mean, if anything, people should go just to to give love to Trey McBride. I mean, that dude deserves it more than anyone. I mean, he's got to be in the conversation for like Mount Rushmore of CSU football players just in terms of what they mean to the program. And I don't say that lightly. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to use hyperbole or anything. I, I legitimately mean it. He's one of the most talented players to ever come through here. He could have left to power five teams. He could have gone to the NFL. He stayed committed. He stayed committed through it all you know and and there was a, a bunch of reasons he could have left whether it be covid or the investigation stuff or you know just all kinds of reasons his original coach leaving mike bobo he stayed committed through it all so i do hope that that ram fans at least show up for him because he deserves it. all right that's all we've got for tonight we'll be back with more podcasts over the weekend obviously just a ton of stuff going on between basketball and football Look forward to keeping you up to date with all of it. I'm Justin Michael. This is the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Hope everyone enjoys their weekend. Peace. Machetes at a deli in New Delhi Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly then drink it like juice But water's the truth so I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RCRV He's got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly like non